Well, hello everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Volrath feed today. We have with us one of our favorite guests from the past. Today on the show, we have with us Gil Gand. This is kind of a, a follow-up to a previous show. We, <laughs> we've got uh, everyone on today. We've got not only Gail, we've got Justin, and we've got Nate with us as well. So we all decided we want to get back on the show today because of something we brought up on a previous show. Now, the backstory here real quick is that me, when I'm a young guy, I need a side hustle. So I decide I'm going to sell fruitcake. And I really, really love this fruitcake. It's a um, fruitcake my dad actually sold as well for his side hustle when he was a young guy. So I get this fruitcake brand. It's called Grandma's Fruitcake, and it's made at the Beatrice Bakery Company in Beatrice, Nebraska. And I think it's just a fantastic fruitcake. So I bragged this thing up on one of our previous shows. (laughs) And um, I had to chuckle because uh, during the, the previous show with Gail, one of the questions in our Fast Five, I think, was fruitcake or no cake? And yep. Gail, of course, was adamant that fruitcake is not not her thing. So, Justin, you, you're, yeah. you're... Oh, yeah, not only show. that, but, but it was just the fact that people have continually tried to convert Gail to fruitcake. And I, I, and it just makes me think, who, who the hell do we think we are <laughs> presenting... <laughs> Presenting Gail with a fruitcake and being confident, like, oh, yeah, this will be the one. So, but you know, I and, and Nate were both not fruitcake fans. It's historically just been a big cringe for, for us. So, <laughs> I, I am looking forward to, to trying this. Gail, it's been a little bit since we've seen you last. So, thank you once again for being on the show with us today. We appreciate, we know this has got to be busy time for you. It is. When you said we have a special guest for the holidays, I thought, is Mrs. Claus here? And then I realized, oh, they're talking about me. So I actually feel like Mrs. Claus right now. I'm making (laughs) truffles and cashew brittle and, you know, doing pop-ups and everyone needs salted caramel sauce, which I couldn't be happier about. But yes, super busy time. (laughs) And we thank you so much. Uh, We know your time is valuable, but thanks again for spending some of it with us today. As Justin said, we laughed really hard when we were getting ready for this show thinking, who are we? Like, we're adamant. Like, nope, she'll like this one. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one she'll like, but we'll but, see how it goes. And if you don't, we're just curious as to on a scale of, you know, the absolute worst that you've had to the least worst. <laughs> but I think I think we can kind of like analyze it too and, and just discuss its properties as a fruitcake and I'm looking forward to the artistic description of this from a developed, refined palate, which none of us possess to your <laughs> level. So whether this goes great or it goes horribly, I am looking forward. I am looking forward to this explanation greatly. <laughs> and, and the thing that's difficult about it for me is generally I'm a nice person. You know, when I go judge uh, <laughs> cooking contests, you know, cooking shows, they'll sometimes they'll ask, okay, who wants to be bad cop and who wants to be good cop? And everyone pretty much knows I can't be bad cop. Like I just, I'm not a critical <laughs> person. And so it's so funny to have this one thing that I just don't even feel should be, you know, on the culinary periodic table. It just should be banished completely. And you're not the first to try to convert me. You know that. There mm-hmm. are many people who are like, oh, but you'll like mine. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> so, so the pressure's on even more. 
No, we remember that exact conversation from our previous show. You're like, every year somebody thinks, and here we are. We were laughing just, just before you got on the show thinking, <laughs> oh, here we are. You know, trying to well, convince Gilgan that she'll like this fruitcake. But, <laughs> but I have to say, I really do, that when I was out selling this, that was my sales pitch. It was like, try this. This is the fruitcake for people that don't typically like fruitcake. And I've converted a lot of people. I really have. And it was to this day, I every year I get an order in and every year I give it to people for Christmas gifts. So those of us that like fruitcake, I guess this is one of the best. So, and those that don't, I guess we're going to live with the fact of okay. some people just are not the fan that we are. <laughs> I am. All right. Well, let's just go ahead and dive into this then. And uh, everybody just kind of raise up your brick. Uh, is that what you call them? What's or block? <laughs> it's fruitcake. And, oh, fruitcake. <laughs> Cake. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. And uh, we'll just kind of dive in and we'll go around the horn here. Why don't you all just have your bite as I've I've eaten many of them, the people that know me. Okay. So I will fill the air as you all are uh -huh. sampling right now. And I see your jaw chewing. So that's good. <laughs> and I'll... <laughs> I'll say that um, some of the people I'm looking at are are pleased, and some are <laughs> some are not so pleased. So, <laughs> well, I can tell you, people, is that again, my dad started me on this, and as a young kid, we would sit and eat this fruitcake, and um, my dad with his with his friends were distributing this as their side hustle, and. And even I did. And for a couple of years, I distributed it in this area and it was quite successful. And it is a good brand. It really is. It's just some people, I don't think we're ever going to get converted. So, all right. Looks like everyone is, is done chewing for the moment. Nate, I'm going to just lead off with you and, and ask your opinion of the fruitcake. So I get the sense that the three people you are trying to convert here, the bar is not incredibly high. So I, I will start with that. However, I will say that I like this more than any other fruitcake I've had for what that's okay. worth. I do okay. like it more than that. I think that I like that. Well, first of all, you can smell, you can smell the alcohol for sure. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> And that doesn't hurt anything. I will say that. Yes. Um, I like the ratio. I like that. There's a lot of, I like that. There's a lot of nuts. I'm a nut guy. So that's good. And not like, the fruit seems real and not fake and overly terribly gummy. And I appreciate that too. It's good. I could use a little more of the cake part of the cake, but it's good. I, I mean, of all the fruit cakes I've had, if I had to have another one, it would be this one. If I could pick, oh, it would right, be this one. Enough. That is what I will say. My, my qualifying right. question now is this. If you had friends coming to your house, it's the holidays, and they said, yeah, I like a fruit cake once in a while, would you buy one? Yes. Okay. I've Very never good. come across that scenario, though. Nor right. have I, for the record, <laughs> nor have I. Justin. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, first, yeah, I, I've always thought the fruitcake just has an identity crisis. It doesn't know who it wants to be. <laughs> and it seems like, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's kind of a royalty thing. Is that right, Gail? Like fruitcake is kind of a British royalty thing? It's, it's actually used for British wedding cakes, um, Christmas cakes. So most special occasion cakes uh you know before current times were always fruit cake and part of it's because it kept so well you could make it ahead of time mm. you could store it in the root cellar it 
aged and supposedly got better with age. Oh. Um, so yes, it's a it's a British thing, and it's traditionally used for wedding cakes and grooms' cakes as well. Okay. Well, yeah, it seems like it you know mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it seems like a kind of like a display of uh, of wealth. Um, it's like, hey, we got all this stuff in the middle of winter. Let's throw it all together. But uh, with all that, uh, I'm I'm in the same boat as Nate in the sense that I appreciate all the the fresh ingredients. You can tell that Beatrice bakeries really they take pride in what they do with with the quality of their ingredients. And yeah, it, it's almost like taking a shot. You know, it's it's a little <laughs> boozy, and uh, you know, it, I'm gonna say it's the best one that I've had as well. And I will probably take another bite. Hey, this chunk that I have here is about all I could handle for the year, though. Oh. You know, uh, but I would do this once a year. All, all right. right. Okay. <laughs> it's not bad. Not bad, Rich. Well, you thank did you. a good job. All right. Well, I, and- I, I love them. I think they're fantastic. I, I love the, the, the fruit. I love the alcohol in there, the, the, the rum, the bourbon, the brandy, the nuts, as Nate mentioned. It's got a very unique taste. And I don't know what is what's all a lot going of pineapple. on to, to bring that pineapple. Number one ingredient, I believe. Yes, sir. Raisins, actually, number one ingredient. Then pineapple. Then pineapple. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I I just love the unique taste of it. And I can eat this as they say at the Beatrice bakery, uh, all year round. So <laughs> I'm a fan. Before all we right. get to Gail, I have to say, bless Gail for letting us three yutzes weigh in on baked goods while yes. she has to sit here and bite her tongue on anything she may have to say. Freaking Gail Gans sitting here and she has to I listen know. to these three Yahoo's say I, I can't I'm just excited for this. Yes. <laughs> Totally right. All right, Gail. We're, we're all we're all waiting. Well, of and again, now I can decide: Do I insult you guys? Do I? Yes, you. You, you give know. us your honest. You're bad cop. Get you're in bad that cop. clown. Get yeah. This car with you. Honest cop. Honest, honest cop. <laughs> I have a history of not caring for fruitcake, and this one uh, is right in with all of the group of fruitcakes that I dislike. Uh, Why you, know? you ask? Um, first of all, what fruitcake generally is, is a mashup of all the old fruit that somebody had. So everything's old, everything's preserved, everything's been, you know, dried and kept in a back of a cold root cellar for a long time. And then, you know, bound together with a little bit of cake batter as an excuse for a dessert. The cake (laughs) itself, the cake part, for me, I experience it kind of dusty. So part of that is probably they use cake flour, not all-purpose flour, so it's a a fine crumb. But it's just sort of like dry, dusty cake holding together these preserved fruits, which who knows how old they are. And the upside of, you know, fruitcake is you, once you bake the cake, you wrap it in cheesecloth usually and paint it or douse it in booze to cure it and preserve it even more. So again, no way, you know, no sell by date, no use by date at all. This thing could be, this could be from Princess Diana's wedding for all we know. When I was on the Oprah show one time with um, his last name's Burrell. He was like the butler to Princess Diana and did all her parties for her kids. 
he had a cookbook come out and I was doing the styling for it. And he brought a piece of wedding cake from Princess Diana's wedding. So as a souvenir, after the wedding's over, they give you a little beautiful box and inside is a slice of their wedding cake. And I'm not sure if you keep it in perpetuity or what, but you know, there are pieces of fruitcake out there. I think if you Google it, like there are pieces that are a hundred years old that still have lasted for some strange reason. So I have that wow. problem. Um, the other thing about it is in spite of it being baked, those pecans don't seem to have any toasting on them whatsoever. They're almost kind of soggy. So I can't figure out what's going on there. You know what I mean? Like if that's the top of the cake in an oven, they should be kind of toasted and they're really not. Having said that, sometimes fruitcakes can be just steamed. I think these are put on afterwards. I, I do remember seeing it in a video, I think on their website that some of this is put on after. So very good. You're right. Yeah, that might be true. Um, though there's definitely pecans within the cake as well. So, and sometimes in England they do steam like, you know, steamed pudding, like figgy pudding and Christmas puddings are are put over hot water and steamed, in which case it sets the eggs, but it doesn't toast or anything. So that may be what's going on there. Mm -hmm. um, fruitcake always tastes kind of dark to me, like kind of molasses-y. And it's just not a flavor profile I love. Um, you know, it, it reminds me kind of of mince pie and mince meat filling is that same sort of like preserved fruit with cinnamon and clove and those, you know, pumpkin pie kind of spices. And mincemeat originally had a uh, suet in it. So the fat in mincemeat and sometimes the fat in fruitcakes was originally beef fat. So not butter Interesting. Um, or dairy, but what you did was you, you took all your fruits and like macerated them in booze and whatever kind of alcohol you wanted, you took them to the butcher and he ran them through the meat grinder and added the suet because he had that and then would return it to you. Um, you know, mince is actually hamburger in England. Like if you're going to make, if you were going to make hamburger helper, that's mince helper. Like if you said to someone, go get me a two pounds of hamburger, you'd say, go get me two pounds of mince. So mince is actually like ground meat. Oh, so interesting. mince meat was, it had beef fat in it, not actual beef, but just the fat. So it kind of, you know, it's in that, it's like the fraternal twin of mincemeat. And I just, I don't know what it is. I just don't care for it at all. Not to even mention the color of those cherries, which is frightening. You know, the red and green cherries. I didn't get a green one in here, but definitely a red one. I think those are outlawed, aren't they? They're not even allowed anymore. Like, <laughs> Are maraschino cherries legal? I think so. I've never been a fan of them. So I'm going to need a sip of tea. Well, might need something stronger. Nate, you said it best. You know, a bunch of us yutzes. Gail, that's just impressive how you look at these things so critically like that. But that's that's why you're you do what you do. No, that's why when the waiter says, "Is there anything you don't eat?" I say one thing: fruitcake. <laughs> like they'll ask in restaurants, "Do you have any allergies or dietary restrictions?" And I say, "Just one fruitcake," and they laugh. But I'm not kidding. Oh man, I even feel more like a heel now. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever, knowing all this and and how you've critiqued this? 
Would you ever give it a shot to make one that would give your up, get your approval? Or is that totally just a matter of principle at this point, not even trying that? I've, I've made them. You know, I lived in England for three years. So when I was working the two years at Stapleford Park Hotel, which is kind of like Downton Abbey, but a hotel you can stay in, we I had to make fruitcakes all the time. I had to make groom's cakes. I had to make Christmas cake, um, which is probably why I'm such a snob about these things. I had to make thousands of mincemeat pies, little tiny ones, because we... Um, hosted the Cotsmore hunt. And before they go out hunting, they have a shot of either brandy or sherry in a mincemeat pie while they're on their horses. <laughs> and the alcohol is supposed to kind of relax them. And, you know, the snack keeps them from getting too hungry while they're out hunting. So I've, there are fruitcakes out there that were created by Gail Gand, but <laughs> they're very traditional. And I just, I don't like the tradition. Okay. I just, I just, ha, it's amazing it's lived this long like it didn't just die of you know mercy and go extinct but it hasn't and i think it's like you rich i don't mean to insult you but you grew up on it mm -hmm. so i think it's you know it's kind of like kind of like ricotta cheese like if you've never had it before and you have it for the first time when you're 30 you're like this tastes watery and has no flavor but if you grow up spreading ricotta on toast with cinnamon sugar or honey you love it the rest of your life. So I think right. it's like religion. You got to get it in early or it's right. very hard to buy into. <laughs> yeah. We're very true. Very true. Yeah. Difficult conversion. Well, I, I see that we're, we had a lot of fun All here and thank you again for being such a great sport with this. It really, <laughs> we really appreciate it, but. <laughs> you had fun. I had to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we appreciate your time. Once again, you everything you do with us, we really appreciate. So what else is going on in your world right now? I know you're busy baking. Anything new coming up that you want to talk about? I've been teaching a lot. So Kitchen Sisters Cooking School, my virtual cooking school is mm -hmm. going strong. We just had a, um, was it last night? Yeah, last night I did a class that was um, holiday food gifts. So people were, you know, making butter mints and making cashew brittle and things that they can give as gifts. Um, also been teaching at Elowa Farm in Lake Forest, Illinois, which is that organic historic farm I've been teaching at for like 12 years now. So we're back in person, which is very exciting. Only 12 in the mm -hmm. kitchen. Um, so that means I don't have to make double batches of anything for everyone to get a taste, which is nice. <laughs> um, and I've got a little travel coming up. I'm doing the Palm Desert Food and Wine Festival in March. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to get on a plane and, you know, cook for large groups of people. I was also at the Hawaii Food and Wine Festival, amazingly. So I flew to Hawaii. I got two new sous chefs um, that I took with me on the trip which were my twin daughters. They're 17 now, so they're old enough to be useful. So I brought them <laughs> with and they helped me plate up. I was doing a dinner at Roy's for like 130 people. I was dessert course. And Sister Lee was there from Toronto, who's, he's like a genius. And he's like a chef's chef. He was doing, he did a, an octopus course. Um, anyway, that was just nice to, you know, get to some warm weather and some normal life. Sure. They do wear masks on the sidewalk there in Hawaii. So sure. I thought that was interesting. They're pretty strict there, um, but it is an Island. So it's very controllable. And I was able to use, you know, passion fruit and 
pineapple and some local chocolate from Hawaii, which mm. was really nice. So life's a little bit normal. My chickens are, <sighs> I in May, I got chicks. I got like eight chicks to go with my four grown-up chickens I got the year before. That was like my COVID. Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember the oh, chickens. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I had four, lost one to a coyote. And then I got eight oh, chicks, um, which were, they said 90% guaranteed they're all hens. So out of the eight, one was a rooster. And mm. the, that one's gone to a farm in Wisconsin, mm. literally. It's not a saying. <laughs> and so seven of them are pretty grown up now. And they just started laying. So I've, I get the two out of the seven are laying, but there's almost no way to know which two. I kind of, I know one, but I'm not sure who the other one is yet. Um, and I do have an Easter egger, which will lay like blue or green eggs, but she hasn't started. So uh, very cool. So that's fun. So I'm at the legal limit for where I live. I have 10. Ah, well, fun. Yeah. Those are, and the benefit of those fun chickens is the great, the eggs you get from them, right? It's the benefit there. And for people that haven't had like, killer eggs. Exactly. Yep. Such a difference. Such a difference. Exactly. The yolks are so much more rich in color and a little more flavorful. They're um the other thing that's nice if you have your own backyard chickens is when the egg is laid, it's laid with a protective coating on the outside of the shell. So you don't have to refrigerate them. So my eggs are out on the counter like a little show off trophy just like they do in Europe and other places of the world where you buy them off the shelf in the grocery store right like in France or yeah, England yeah. yeah you mentioned uh kitchen sisters are you still with Jessica well Jessica bought herself a van like a hippie van <laughs> and put a bed in it and some solar panels on the top and she is on the road so, you know, she used oh. to be on cruise ships for two years. She was cruising. So she had a, a website called Jessica Hits the Road. She, she got grounded when COVID happened, and now she's on the road again. She's eating Texas barbecue right now somewhere uh-huh. in Texas. Um, she did a pig roast in Florida. So this kid has a fun life. So she's not doing any classes right now because she says... She says she can't get internet, like good enough internet to teach, <laughs> but she's working on it. <laughs> oh, well, just fun to hear from about her again. I know you two um, started that school together and everything, right? We both were like, let's do something, you know, mm-hmm. because we were st- stuck at home and so was everybody else. Right. So we started this virtual cooking school and it took off. People wanted to cook. They wanted to cook together. They wanted to cook along with us. So yep, we're, we're keep doing it. How can people find the cooking school? They can just go to the website, which is kitchensisterscookingschool.com and posted there are adult classes. There's no kids classes right now. Cause like I said, Jess isn't parked at a Starbucks for long enough to teach her <laughs> classes right now, but um, all the adult classes are there and any classes we've taught previously, you can buy the video of. So people are buying those as like uh. gifts for someone else. I think like if someone wants beef Wellington made for them, they'll buy the video for a friend and say, Hey, why don't you make this for me? <laughs> so yeah, you can buy videos of all the previous classes. That's a great idea. Yeah, for sure. I think there's something where it says, if you wish you were a better cook 
or know someone you wish were a better cook. <laughs> you know, so it's like <laughs> you've got someone that you want them to be a better cook for you. You can buy them. Lessons. Perfect. Excellent. Yes. Well, Gail, and once again, thank you so much for joining us again today. It's always a lot of fun talking with you and hearing what you're what you're doing. Anything fun for the holidays you got planned? Well, now I have a really great doorstop to you. So thank you for that, guys. I super appreciate that. It's different. <laughs> if you're mystified what the doorstop no, is. No, we, we, um, we try. You know, with the holidays, I think that the holidays are a great time to bring out heirloom recipes from your family. So if you've got any recipes that, you know, your grandma used to make, your mom used to make, and, you know, it ha especially if they haven't been made in years or if you just lost someone in your family and there's a way that you can memorialize them by making one of their recipes, I suggest doing that just as a family. It's a great way to bond. It's a great way to reminisce. And we're doing that in my family this Christmas. We're going to be making gujadada, which was something my husband's mother used to make. And, you know, we kind of took it for granted. She would make them. And I learned them from her. I think we made them together twice. And, you know, I'm good. We were, that was, I thought I got it down. And now we realize like, wait, there's, we have a new generation that just came up. We should start making them without Nana and kind of, you know, keep this thing going. So we pulled out a bunch of old family recipes that we haven't done, not in a long time, you know, recipes we haven't done in 10 years, maybe. And we're going to start making them again to keep this thing alive. You know, I always say I'm not sure if there's an afterlife, but if you want to live forever, share your recipes. So that's how I'm going to live on forever <laughs> is through my recipes. Wow, that's awesome. That is, that is a really great thing to uh, suggest to people to do that, pull out those heirloom recipes and keep those memories alive. As you say, that is great advice for this time of year for sure. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, something really fancy. I made spritz cookies last week. Because a friend sent me one of those press, those cookie presses from the 1950s. Oh. They're, you know, kind of aluminum. You can picture they're like copper end and a, yep. you know, silverish yep. aluminum tube, and you put dough in them. And so I was going to a cookie swap, and I thought, you know, I'm Gail Gand. I got to make something really fabulous. And then I thought, wait, let's take the pressure off and just do something vintage and fun. I'll do spritz cookies, and I, I wasn't sure if everyone would think I was slacking, but it was surprising how many people were like, oh my God, that just, you know, it brings me right back to my childhood. I, my mother made these, my grandmother made, I loved these. I forgot about them. So, you know, go dig back in the, you know, in your, your old list of top tens. There's some great stuff back in there. Great thing to do. Absolutely. Good thing. And thank you for that tip. I I'm going to look into that because um, you're right. You have these great memories from some time ago and you need to pass those along to uh, the next generation. So thank you for that. Gail, again, always a pleasure. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us here today and uh, we wish you the best happy holidays and new year and hope all is well for you. I'm going to um, give this to the chickens. Is that okay? <laughs> this fruitcake. <laughs> if they'll eat it, let them have it. <laughs> They're Gail's chickens so though. They might not like not it. Even eat the fruitcake. I get it. <laughs> It might it might disrupt the flavor profile of the eggs. So you might yeah, maybe give it to the squirrels. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Thank you, Gail. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays. <laughs> well, 
guys, I I guess we're not going to do it. We're just not going to get Gail Gann to like fruitcake. And I was the <laughs> one that was so adamant about it. And then, Nate, I loved your 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 comment of us three yutzes. Totally right. Like, no, this is the one she's going to like. And I got to tell you, uh, guys, I'm I'm not I'm kind of not liking this episode suddenly. Because now <laughs> as I'm eating a piece of this fruitcake again, she's right. Those pecans do not have the, the toasted taste to them. The cake is a little dry, but at the end of the day, I still, I still do like it. I mean, yeah. what can I say? I was, I was raised on it, as she said. So, yes, I think that's a huge point because, like, there are so many things—not so many—but I think we all have a thing or two that we grew up on that you grow up to realize, like, there's probably better versions of this, but yeah. the best version is the one you grew up with. Like, like whether it's cheap hot dogs in your mac and cheese or whatever it is, right? We all have those things where it's like, but when I grew up, this is what we had, especially when you tie it to a holiday and it's memories and a tradition. And, and like, it's just, it brings back so many happy things. You're always going to be tied to that stuff. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Yeah. You you grow up on it and that's yours. That's part of your identity. And so that's why it's so connected to you. And even other versions of it just won't do. You know, it's got to be the the OG from from when you were younger. Hmm. And don't get me wrong; it would have been amazing if if this was the one that converted her. Being a part of that moment, <laughs> I had would hope. have it, was, uh, it would have been was... incredible. But this also, it's like this is like getting to break down game film with Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Like we just got to talk about pastries with, with a James Beard award winning yeah, chef. Right. Like that's that's really whether whether she was relentless with the doorstop jokes or not, that was so cool that even and it's so awesome. You mentioned it, Rich, that Gail's willing to make the time for us when she's super busy. She's always pleasant to have on the show, yeah. is always a trooper about whatever we want to ask her to do. And I'm very, very grateful for that. But like I, I was hoping we'd convert her, but like, especially because I surprisingly in, enjoyed this fruitcake quite a bit, but that was still a really, really cool experience. Yes, it was. You're right. You're <laughs> right. We, we all threw our nickel in the, in the middle as, as, so to speak, as far as our opinion of it. And then, you know, we listened to her and it was like everything she was saying, I started looking at it more critically. I'm like, well, she's right. You know, she's right. <laughs> but for me, it still is. Something I very much enjoy. I'll continue my tradition of every holiday season of buying a few of these to have for myself and give out as gifts. And as she said with her heirloom recipes, you know, it's one of those things that, especially around this time of year, we all want to find those things that bring back those fond memories and make us feel good about our past and people that we've lost or even just times we celebrated with others. It just is a nice thing to do. So I will continue to order my grandma's fruitcake <laughs> and i'll continue to have a, a small little chunk see here we go you sold me on a chunk's worth every right. year oh, yeah, that's, absolutely that's and that's a massive victory in my book ah uh, cool so. <laughs> all right well every year i got one of them reserved for us and we'll do this all right we'll somehow some way and who knows maybe <laughs> you know after we all leave our working worlds we'll gather in some little corner bar somewhere and every december we'll share a fruitcake I well, like cheers it. Cheers a fruitcake. I, I love it. All right. Okay, guys. Well, this uh, this is our sign-off, I guess, for uh, 2021. Uh, Justin, Nate, it's been a great year, and I'll look forward to our, our time next year. And everyone listening, I thank you so much for the year we've had. It was It's a lot of fun doing this for you, and we look forward to doing it again. And I hope everyone out there, on behalf of everyone here at The Feed and Volrath, 
please everyone have a safe, healthy, happy holiday season, and we'll look forward to seeing you in 2022. Thanks everybody. Until next time, take care.